0: Song is on on SAFM. 2010, what are the chances? Just as when the song ends, I'm online. I start a cough. I beg your pardon for that. But nonetheless, good evening, everybody. Yeah, new week, new stories, new month, Independence Day in the United States of America. And pretty much in keeping with the values of forging a new nation and new society, July in South Africa has come to be known as Mandela Month and a conversation later this evening with the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, Mr. Hatang, of course, beckons. But our lead story this evening, South Africa looks to cannabis and the hemp industry to create jobs. And the conversation will be taking place with Mr. Narend Singh, the IFP chief whip in the national parliament. Of course, the conversation about cannabis can only grow. It has grown increasingly popular in the space of medicine, while hemp is used for clothing, concrete blocks, and even car parts, hemp, of course, is the modification of the plant cannabis itself. According to research firm IMRA, IMARC, the IMARC group, the global medical cannabis market is already worth some 7.8 billion US dollars. But it seems South Africa will not be getting a sizable portion of that anytime soon. And that's probably because we are not coordinated. The ship has not sailed so far such that we will have to play catch-up indefinitely. This is a new market altogether for the most part, and there's still plenty of opportunity. Think land, think job creation, think the development of technology, and think what hemp can do. For instance, socioeconomic development, I mean, if you're talking about car parts, if you're talking about hemp being used to build houses and such parts, and you think of the housing backlog in this country you can already see where there's going to be obvious and immediate uptake in relation to that. Now, although President Cyril Ramaphosa made mention that South Africa will seek to harness a multi-billion dollar cannabis and hemp industry, this, of course, all in a bid to create as many as 130,000 jobs and lure foreign direct investment as it grapples with record unemployment numbers in this country, there does, it is seemingly so, a lack of political will, political will. In ensuring that South Africa is not left behind and that the industry starts to boom sooner rather than later. Now, Mr. Singh will soon join us on the line. We're just struggling with our technical issues this evening. Of course, I'd never like it when that happens, but what can I do? I can only talk. So 2013 is the time. The next time you hear me speak is when Mr. Singh and I are ready to speak. I beg your pardon for that. SAFM Songezo on the viewpoint. We are live and we have been able to locate Mr. Naren Singh, I.F.P. Member of Parliament, but of course he is the Parliamentary Chief Whip of the party. He is probably experiencing some load shedding. Oh no, it's not. The lights I see are on. Well, we've come to expect these challenges occasioned by load shedding. Mr. Singh, please unmute yourself. Welcome to SAFM Viewpoint. This is the first time you and I are having a conversation on air and I thoroughly am looking forward to this. How are you, Big Uncle?
1: Uh, I'm well, thanks. And you? Not I'm too going to bad. I'm to try and connect up to my laptop. Appreciate that, that might be more convenient.
0: I'm on my phone at the moment. No, this sounds But I don't
1: suppose anybody's going to be seeing me, so I can continue this way. I <laughs> no, only you
0: and I are seeing each other on Zoom, so this is good enough. And the sound quality certainly is carrying through quite well. Thank you very, very much. First things first, how are you? I understand that the IFP party has got an unprecedented workshop where at all levels its political office bearers are assembling, among other things, to discuss the policy changes, if any, preparing for the national election of 2024 but also just aligning its work between national provincial and local government and just to ensure that members of the party sing off the same hymn sheet tell us just a little bit about that that's happening or starting tomorrow anyway
1: yeah yes uh, i think with with the you know all the covert restrictions having been uh, lifted it allows us an opportunity as the ifp at uh, as you said legislative levels of national provincial and and the levels of uh, municipality to come together and just to chart the way forward of how the ifp uh, and its representatives at all these levels of government can contribute to making the party bigger, better, attracting more people towards the party and uh, ensuring that policies that we introduce, uh, you know, whether it's at national or provincial parliament or at the mayoral level, benefit the communities who supported us uh, in the last elections, because it's very, very important that we use whatever means we have, and this is legislative means, to charter the way forward and make the lives of uh, people on the ground much better than they are at the moment.
0: Certainly it does I, sound I good, believe,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I always believe that, you know, you don't have to be in charge of a municipality or running the government or the executive of government mm-hmm. uh, to influence change. And, you know, as, as a party like ourselves, we are in the position to influence change, to bring in fresh and new ideas, hoping that uh, and, and persuading the party that's ruling at the moment to make changes that will benefit all the people of this country. So we want to come together uh, over the next four days and talk about the uh, issues that we want to flag for the next two years uh, that we can highlight at different levels of uh, uh, participation at the different level of mm-hmm. legislatures and local government.
0: Let's zone in at least on one of those issues that certainly has a, a legacy within the IFP party, cannabis, hemp, marijuana, the plant itself and how when responsibly used through policy and legislative interventions it has all the opportunity to make serious inroads for instance in relation to medical advances in the country it has opportunity for responsible use of land and its cultivation towards what cannabis when broken down in the value chain that it offers can unlock in the community but also with all that being said just addressing core socioeconomic issues, for instance, housing and how hemp itself can be so versatile enough to be able to form part of the, um, shall I say, the inputs into property, into houses that can be used on mass Industrial and construction level for the purposes of what we know well in this country to be a major housing backlog. So when we talk about cannabis, the industry, what is the position of the IFE? More especially drawing from the legacy of Mario Ambrosini. May his soul rest in peace
1: yes uh, i think so yes. i also agree with you that may the soul of our colleague rest in peace but i think maria Ambrestini uh on behalf of the ifp was a trailblazer a blazer in terms of introducing uh, cannabis to the uh, uh, halls of parliament to the corridors of parliament uh, I think uh, many South Africans would know that uh, cannabis is uh, a swear word, if I may say so. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so. If you talk about, about DaCa, people think, well, you can get stoned on dacha. Uh, in fact, I had a, a long arguments and debates with my own daughter, who is a psychiatrist, when the Medical Innovation Bill came up. and She said, Dad, don't you understand and realize that this is a gateway drug for many young people? Uh, You know, they start with the cigarettes, then they move on to cannabis, and then they go to uh, uh, other drugs. Uh, Then I told her, well, you know, my girl, uh, you know, there are many uh, uh, positive uses of uh, cannabis and cannabinoids. And and that's what we needed to exploit. And and it was late Dr. Mario Ambrosini, who took up the cudgels, uh, albeit unfortunately, because he had also uh, suffered from cancer, and was looking for... Not a cure for cancer, but looking for palliative care, something to ease the pain. And, uh, you know, one of the things he came across was uh, the use of uh, uh, cannabis-related plants and medicines that were available overseas so he decided in February 2014 to introduce a private member's bill. And here again, he was a trailblazer Mm. because it was Mario Ambristini that went to court, in fact, right up to the highest court, to compel parliament to allow the introduction of private member's bills uh you know any government does not want a private member to introduce a bill but even today even though we are allowed to introduce private members bill you find it very difficult to get that bill passed in Parliament we had the bill on uh, uh, I think paternity leave that was passed that was quite historic but I think our bill or Mario Ambrosini's bill uh also uh, although it did not pass as a bill we did extremely well in convincing and motivating and persuading government to consider the use of cannabis and cannabis products for medicinal uses. And I think that opened the doorway. That was a catalyst for what is happening nowadays, you know, where the Minister of Agriculture a few months ago announced licenses for hemp, et etc.
0: Let's hold that thought, uncle, because we need to take a net break. I do now want to talk about the entry points. Entry points relative to our economy, where the IFP thinks these are low-hanging fruits in relation to why right now we can get the ball rolling in relation to giving effect to some of the Ambrosini legacies. Do stay tuned, everybody. After the break. on the Viewpoint, in conversation with one of the more astute and very dignified members of the JSC. That's where a lot of us know him from, at least those who are legally inclined. Of course, you will never miss him in Parliament at all, Mr. Naren Singh, Chief Whipper of the IFP in the National Parliament, this evening in conversation with me talking about the business of cannabis. Of course, for some, it might be more accessible to simply say dacha or Marijuana, but of course, that's the high road we're not really trying to take this evening. Mr. Singh, you mentioned some of the opportunities now, given the fact that we are where we are, not just in the country, but in the world all over as it relates to the opportunities that cannabis um, presents for social development, for health development, for economic development. And if just those three indicators, at a social level, at a health level, and at economic level, we could make inroads, no one needs to tell anybody how this country would benefit in the result. So what does cannabis offer, with the nuances of South Africa associated with this question being being asked?
1: Well, I I think you mentioned the platforms earlier on, one of them being, uh, you know, hemp, industrial hemp, where the same cannabis plant, a derivative of of it is used for hemp, and hemp is used for, you know, making of bricks, clothing, etc. And uh, for medicinal purposes, I think it's internationally known that, uh, I mean, cannabis-related products are beneficial. So now it is up to us as a country to seize the opportunity to grow relevant cannabis in our country under very, very regulated conditions. But in growing it, we must create opportunities for people in the rural areas. We must create opportunities for the youth not to smoke the stuff, uh, the grass, but to ensure that they can uh, engage in this agricultural activity. And I think, you know, uh, as well as uh, many of your listeners, Sangezo, that uh, uh, you know, the Eastern Cape, for example, mm. is well known for the growing of what they call <laughs> Dhaka. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, many a bus and truck has been stopped en route from Eastern Cape to KwaZulu-Natal, where they've confiscated Dacha. And even in KwaZulu-Natal, I'm in mean, the Tugela Valley and other areas. And we feel as an IFP that's in control of many municipalities, particularly in KwaZulu-Natal, an opportunity exists for us uh, to work with the Department of Agriculture. Uh, and when I was MEC for Agriculture, we ha- used to have what was called uh, bioresource units. We could carve the province into various bioresource units mm. where we would identify the... the, the the soil types, uh, the water, and everything else. And in this way, we could uh, quickly realize where cannabis can be grown uh, very, very effectively. And then we must set up our young people in those areas with the municipalities, assisting them, using the Department of Agriculture, and ensure that it can become uh, you know, a great industry like growing maize or wheat or any other agricultural product. Mm-hmm. We can grow cannabis. Uh, not only for local mm. use in medi- for medicinal purposes and hemp but also for export uh, because at the moment what is happening is that uh, there are many uh, international companies that are coming into South Africa into Botswana and 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 they are you know facilitating the growing of cannabis and why should that be when it's our soil our people our land Uh, we can uh, obviously buy the expertise and get economic development moving in our own uh, areas which have been depressed.
0: Let's take calls then because this conversation certainly between Mr. Singh and I can certainly go on. Johannesburg 714-2006, if you wish to contribute to this conversation, we're talking about cannabis and the many dimensions to which one could enter economic activity through cannabis and the opportunities thus that are available for the country. What are your thoughts in relation to some of the points that have been raised by Mr. Singh through the poses of questions to him? Scully in Durban is first out of the starting blocks. I certainly am able to take quite a few more calls this evening, so please do participate. Alternatively, drop us a message, 614 that is our WhatsApp facility. Scully in Durban, good evening. Thanks for joining us.
2: Good evening to you, Senghazul. Thank you for taking my call. Indeed. And uh, to to Dr. Naran Singh. A good show. Um, in the 80s, um, uh, Sengeso, they had a, uh, the World Conference on Herbal Issues, had a conference here in South Africa. They told to South Africa, um, you uh, have the God-given gift, you know, uh, the soil that grows Marijuana very well, whereas they in overseas are investing money to, 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 to grow it. But we are wasting money by destroying it, going, putting helicopters and so on, uh, you know, to destroy it. And, 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 and still they use it for recreational purposes. Mr. Uh, Dr. Singh told you all what I have to say. You know, we have the best soil and there's so many potentials besides recreation. You've got medical science, medical use of it. And there's other, I don't want to elaborate more, but Mr. Naren Singh will tell you more. Thank you, Sanghezo. Have a good evening. Good show thank
0: you scully always appreciate your thoughts and you're always precise and to the point let's go to kwanobu tle on the line siswe good evening thanks for calling
3: uh thanks good song thanks for taking my call good evening to you and your there. Eh?
0: indeed sir. thank uh,
3: you good song as so mine is uh, a difficulty i have uh you know We are living at a time where people are talking about genetic modification of seeds. And uh, your guest has just mentioned that the Eastern Cape has always been known for growing uh, this plant. And we've always known it as Canopy, Sintang, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to know when did we come up with the name hemp and why and where are these seeds available from? I'm wondering whether is it not an attempt to undermine the crops that are already growing in the Eastern Cape, in in the so as to not enable those people, and customer side, is not to partake meaningfully in this opportunity that is coming up. Uh, similarly to how you see that we used to have a particular type of maize, but because of genetically modified. Uh, type of maize. We only have to buy maize every time we want to plant maize in our in our parts. I'm not sure whether it's a fair question to you or your guests. And maybe you're not an uh, uh, expert in that field. Yeah, that's my I
0: certainly am not, but I can try and facilitate that there is better understanding or appreciation of the points that you raise as a question. So don't drop the phone. I hope you did get that question. I'm afraid I was a little lost in its characterization. Mr. Singh, have you anything in response to Ciswa? Siswa is certainly on the line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. Thank you, Ciswa. And thank you, Skali, for your comments. Uh, well, you see the cannabis is is the plant and off the plant there are different derivatives the plant also has what is called THC which is which which is the part of the plant i'm no scientist but from what i learned over the years uh, thc is the part that uh, makes you go dizzy or whatever you know it it, it it's the part uh, part that uh, Creates hallucination. But cannabis is a plant, and hemp is a plant. It's called cannabis, and hemp is used for certain purposes. So, so, so I don't think we should go for GMOs and things like that because GMOs are a problem for us as the IFP. In fact, Prince Buttalesi has been at the forefront of saying that we do not want GMOs because it takes away, you know, uh, the natural stuff that needs to be grown, and it creates a false impression that we are producing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, agricultural products when it's being done through uh, GMOs and things like that. So, so, so hemp is a derivative, and. And uh, for the uh, benefit of your listeners, I think it was in October last year, yeah, sometimes was the end of October, where the Minister of Agriculture took a uh, they, they, they invited applications from people who want to uh, apply for hemp permits. Now, I know it's not good enough, Sangez, and I think this is something your show does and can do well is that, you know, government thinks if they gazette something, uh, everybody will see it yeah yeah. we yeah. don't get we talk about gazettes in the rural areas right. and even in my area. we need more uh kind of uh, public communication so that people in the remotest of areas where they were growing cannabis products you know they can be uh, they can get to know that there is an opportunity to apply for a hemp permit and what does it require mm-hmm. for that so i don't think we're going to be sidelining hemp as such in fact we we, we can grow hemp hemp is imported uh, you know, and, and, and the value of hemp Im- imported into South Africa runs into billions of runs. Why should we be importing when we can grow our own and export the same? I mean, the same thing happens with a, a lot of our other products here. You know, we the gold comes from here, the diamonds come from here, but we send it across, uh, you know, for beneficiation. Why don't we beneficiate right here in our own country and employ uh, a large majority of those millions of unemployed youth?
0: I mean, there certainly is opportunity just from what you're saying there, Mr. Singh, because when you talk about the total value chain of cannabis, cannabis or hemp and all the derivatives from the plant, I don't imagine South Africa hasn't the technical ability to translate that into production. Here's why I'm saying that. For instance, just the other day, the University of Johannesburg was able to build a house in six hours, among other things, using derivatives from hemp. Now, if one looks at the backlog just on housing in this country, a socio-economic right that is entrenched, that strips many people of their dignity, more particularly in these strained economic times and the increased homelessness, when you're talking about a government that has to do that much more with so much less, This is just an obvious entry point which doesn't require more than this conversation, frankly, to convince everybody. These are the sorts of things I imagine then you are talking about in terms of instead of being this multi-billion dollar import business, why can't we then be this multi-billion dollar local industry that then cuts it up? I mean, we could use hemp for car parts as is possible, hemp for clothing, So as to deal with the Chinese textiles that have really wreaked havoc in the Western Cape, although indicators in recent times are moving in the right direction, the damage certainly has been done over an extended period of time. The question really that I wanna put to you because you are a political office bearer, how does the IFP, despite the fact that it is not in the majority and it's not the official opposition, rally the troops in parliament beyond the party political line and meet at that fundamental level of, first of all, being parliamentarians and saying, guys, there's nobody who can dispute these figures, unemployment, unemployed young people, and the disparities between those who are around urban and peri-urban areas and those who are not, and the opportunity even in those marginal spaces, in the outskirts, for this business to thrive. How does the IFP then look to position itself to be at the forefront, really, of this industry, which really could unlock a lot of opportunity for the country. Well, on a general
1: note, I, I, I must say, uh, you know, as an individual and as a member of uh, Parliament for a number of years, that I, and 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 somebody who who adopted the bill of our late colleague uh, Mario Rossini when he passed, yes. we managed to will continue uh, you know into the fifth parliament and and you know have it uh, adopted there albeit in, in in the form of the department amending uh, sections of section 20 of the health act uh, from that time to now i must say i am uh, extremely pleased with the positive response that we get from government to the use of cannabis in in, in the very many areas that it could be used. I mean, even the president himself, Mm. uh, I think you would recall mentioned cannabis as an opportunity as it it was in the nation address. And I think arising out of that, uh, the Minister of Agriculture has has taken that baton and she's running with it. But on a more uh, uh, specific uh, purpose of coming back home, I think with the IFP running so many municipalities, I want to propose to our mayors when we meet over the next few days, that here is an opportunity, one of the opportunities that we could uh, run with in terms of encouraging people, assisting people, to apply for these hemp permits, identifying areas where cannabis can be grown and making it an industry, and not just growing cannabis for, you know, uh, for the purposes of uh, recreational or private use. So I, I think we're going to use this opportunity of the next few days. We're going to have 29 mayors there, and 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 I think uh, you know they will be quite impressed knowing that there are these benefits for the people whom they serve in their areas. Sure. And I think the other that we want to touch on, and although we're talking about cannabis, is is, is plastic and and then the use of plastic and recycling. I mean, that's something else that we want to share with our members of parliament. Innovation
0: within the broader industry now, right? Because we're talking about innovation and opportunities. Correct, correct, correct. correct.
1: I I think we need to move away. Municipalities need to move away from this very negative uh, impression. Uh, south africa gets of them that there are poor audit reports and you know they can't run municipalities and there are potholes all over and those kinds of things and that the role of a municipality even in a rural one is just to uh, build a a little dirt road somewhere or or build a hall or you know or a community center no they have much more of a role to play in empowering and this is what we want to do over the next few days, come up with these kinds of ideas.
0: Let's take a call now, this time from the Northern Cape. Thank goodness we're breaking the case KZN duck in Uppington. One of our regular callers, Aisha. Aisha, welcome back. Thank you. I've missed you. Are you all right?
4: You better get well. Uh, good <laughs> evening to your guests, Good I evening, sir. I have a few questions for you, sir. Yes, I'd like to know how did you guys manage to let software give licenses to international firms with strict or expensive conditions for an industry that our peoples in South Africa have been doing for generations. That's one. Two. I'm I'm, I'm giving you a job now. You must make sure that this government Forms cooperatives in the relevant communities to do the cannabis growing, and why has the law not been passed so that people can grow plantations and 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 sell it, and, as in business. Mm-hmm. And then my last thing is. Uh, I heard heard on SAFM that uh, the uh, land reform has made a deal with the United Nations to grow food for for the UN food program. And when I heard that, I was concerned about (laughs) now where they're going to plant cannabis if they're not going to support the UN on the food program. So your guests must deal with all of those issues. When he talks to those people, I will listen on the idea. Certainly.
0: Thank you very much, Aisha. keeps nodding his head. He truly is a public servant. He knows where his orders come from. And if he doesn't obey those orders, he knows that his time in office is very limited. Narent, your response. You heard everything that Aisha yeah. had to say.
1: I mean, those were, were, were very, very, very good questions. And uh, Aisha, is, you're quite right that the conditions that were initially placed on the table by government are rather prohibitive. Uh, You know, the the license fees, uh, the entry levels into growing cannabis, but what we urged and and uh, you know i think i will make uh, available the hansard transcripts of what we said as the ifp on this is that when we welcome the fact that the government was now looking positively to uh, cannabis uh, you know as a product that needs to be grown in in, in our country legally mm. uh we- Found that uh, we said that there must be cooperatives we must give the smaller people in the areas an opportunity to participate not as uh, laborers on farms like happens on many farms but mm. we want them to have we want them to have equity and this is important if we want to empower people they must have equity in these large companies sure. that would give them some sort of motivation after all it is our land it is our country and we need to take advantage of it but we are not saying we don't want international expertise where it is required so right she's absolutely yes. absolutely right that we need uh cooperatives uh, to be formed and i think there are a few but i i am glad that you've mentioned this because we as the ifp who are an opposition party are going to accelerate this momentum in parliament by taking this issue up stronger than than we and on the land reform i mean there are thousands of hectares of state owned land that are not being used productively now i'm not saying that all that land can be used to grow cannabis because but they will be suitable There's for opportunity, some kind of for sure yes an opportunity Is somebody investigating that? We are certainly going to take that up to find out, uh, you know, what can this land be used for? It is state-owned land, which means it's people-owned land. Let's make the land productive. And cannabis is one of those areas that we could utilize.
0: To be the fly on the wall when the IFP discusses, among other things, these very issues over the last 40 minutes, Mr. Singh and I have been in conversation over. Thank you so much, Mr. Singh. This is... This is inspirational, shall I say, perhaps. We do look forward. I mean, obviously, this conversation merits that there has to be a return date where we can then get a sense as to at least the position of the IFP on some of these core and critical issues now that it would have had the equivalent of a conference, bearing in mind that it will be all levels of its office bearers having a conversation about where to in two years from now to essentially get – the confidence from the voters to say, well, given the fact that in 2019 you increased our mandate, this is what we're reporting back on. We've amended our manifesto to reflect on, in the light of the circumstances, what we believe will then be better inroads from a socioeconomic level. I think we are due that response from you. So at the right time, we'll call you back to have uh, a follow-up conversation on this. But for now, thank you so much for your time.
1: No, thank you very much, Mr. Mabek, uh, for this opportunity. And thank you to your listeners. Uh, uh, and I'm sure there would have been many questions, but uh, I'll give you my private number and email uh, of the air and people can contact us as the IFP and we can even go to the Northern Cape and set up a branch. <laughs> and I'm not saying that. <laughs> would be the
0: Aisha, that's your cue.
1: <laughs> in and Northern Cape. Thank you very much and good evening.
0: Thank you, sir. 2043, Mr Singh of the IFP. He'll return when we don't know, but soon we hope.